Good morning and welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. My name is Reverend Mari Caballero, or Mari Sol if you're so daring, and I'm so glad to see all of your faces. Today is an intergenerational service. That means there is no Sunday school and we will have the kids with us through the whole time. And so the service will be geared toward all ages. This is the annual Harry Potter camp culmination service, and so we are very, very excited about a Harry Potter-themed Sunday service. So we are a community, in case you didn't know, who's intentionally welcoming of all, all who come in good faith, goodwill, you know, who also have a heart for justice. Folks, it doesn't matter who you love, what you look like, what you do, how much you earn, we're happy to see you here. So we start each service by taking a moment and recognizing that there's a spark of the divine in each and every one of us. So we like to turn to our neighbors and recognize that by greeting each other. If you'll please join me in the words by which we light our chalice, they're found in your orders of service. The chalice is the symbol of Unitarian Universalism. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. Good morning. I am so happy to see all of you. Now, the proper response, as my campers will know when I say good morning, is good morning. Good morning, Professor McGonagall. And so that was the way we began each day. Now, many of you know me by my muggle name. I'm Vicki Almstrom. But during this week, I have been headmistress Esmeralda McGonagall, the Enchantress of Donsfallow. And I am delighted that we get to share some of the fun and magic that we've had this week. For our call to worship today, we have words by Nora Roberts. Magic exists. Who can doubt it when there are rainbows and wildflowers, the music of the wind and the silence of the stars? Anyone who is loved has been touched by magic. It is such a simple and such an extraordinary part of the lives we live. Welcome to this magical hour. And now we, we take time every week to remind ourselves what we're doing here. I mean, obviously, we're here for church service. But why do we all come together to this particular place? We who are so different, we who believe many different things about God and the universe, we who have had so many different upbringings and so many different life experiences that have shaped us, how do we come together and why do we come together here? Well, one thing that binds us is our mission statement. And we actually wrote it together. It took a long time because there's a lot of us. But it's succinct and it says it and it's good. Please remind us with me by reciting it. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. These are words by Susan L. Van Dresser. Let us sing the magic of imagination. <laughs> 
Let us sing the magic of imagination by which we know one another and learn the lives of eras gone by. Let us sing the magic of creation by which we build the world of our soul and teach its wisdom to others, young and old. Let us sing the magic of our lives together, holding and shaping by the movement of breath from heart to lung all new life that is to come. Go now with singing. Go now with magic in your fingertips. Touch this world with life. Thank you. And uh, so at this point, I would like to invite you all to still your bodies, quiet your voices, quiet your feet and your hands. Even kids, we're going to try to be as quiet as possible and try to listen to that voice inside of you that tells you what's good and what's right. You can close your eyes if it helps. Now that we are still and quiet, I'll invite you into a spirit of prayer and meditation with me. Dear God of many names, God of magic, God of friends, God of courage and compassion, Bless our lives today so that we can know when to step back and when to hug a tree, when to take risks, and when to let others. We pray for all those who are in harm's way today. We hope that they can find safety soon. We pray for all those who are hungry. Hope that they can find food all those who are sad, we hope that they will feel loved and feel hope. And all those who struggle for justice, we hope that they know that we are with them. We pray all of these things in the name of all that is good and holy and just. Amen. Hey, Lane, there were a bunch of little witches and wizards here this week, right? I heard that the church turned into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, complete with professors, games of Quidditch, and magical creatures. I even heard that there was a magical pig here on Friday. Now, I like Harry Potter as much as the next gal, well... Maybe not if the next gal is you. You're one of the biggest fans I know. But we do this camp every year here, and sometimes I like to think about why. When you think about it, the characters in the Harry Potter series seem like they really live out our UU principles, don't they? One of my favorite characters is the keeper of keys and grounds of Hogwarts, Hagrid. He lived with his dog, Fang, he took in and cared for a three-headed dog named Fluffy. He hatched a, a Norwegian Ridgeback dragon from an egg. He took care of Bugbeak the Hippogriff. And one of his pets was a giant spider. He also looked after all of the students at Hogwarts. 
I love when Hagrid meets Harry Potter on his 11th birthday and brings him a homemade cake that says, Happy birthday, Harry! Hagrid's one of my favorite characters because he always tries to do the right thing and help everybody out. He believes in the best in everyone, in every living creature. Yes, he sure does. You know, it's funny that you say that Hagrid's your favorite character because he reminds me that there are two meanings of the word character. He is one of the people in the story of Harry Potter. Yeah, he's a character, but he also has character, doesn't he? I mean, he really has the qualities of a good person. If he doesn't yet know about Unitarian Universalism, he sure behaves like he does. Think about the first and second principles, for example. They teach us to remember that everyone is important <clears throat> and that they deserve to be treated with kindness. I remember when Professor Dumbledore told Professor McGonagall that he would trust Hagrid with his life. Because of this, I've actually referred to some of my best friends as my Hagrid. Everyone should have a Hagrid in their lives, huh? Absolutely. And then think about the third and fourth principles. It's all about helping each other learn and using what we learn to decide for ourselves what is true and good and what comforts us in hard times. Hagrid knew that Harry and Ron would be afraid of that enormous, gigantic tarantula and that they'd be afraid of that three-headed dog, but he also knew that animals should be cared for and that Ron and Harry could learn to learn and grow through getting to know these pets. <laughs> Hagrid's love for all creatures reminds me of the story of a Unitarian minister who lived a long time ago, Theodore Parker. And when Theodore was a little boy, uh, he saw the big kids hitting turtles and other small animals with sticks. And he wanted to be like the big kids, but when he had the chance to do the same thing, his conscience stopped him from doing it. He knew it was wrong to mistreat animals. And I remember a ton of lessons like this from the Harry Potter books and movies. Oh, do you remember in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire when Hermione started the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare? after she saw how horribly the house elves were being treated during the Quidditch World Cup? That is such a great part of the series. Hermione saw that the house elves were being worked very hard, without any pay or holidays, and realized that wasn't right. I like when she says, You know, house elves get a very raw deal. It's slavery, that's what it is. Why doesn't anyone do anything about it? And I love that instead of waiting for someone to do something about it, she did it herself. And she didn't give up when her friends didn't want to join or when they made fun of her group and started calling it spew. <laughs> Hermione is one amazing witch. Are you sure Hermione isn't Unitarian Universalist? Fighting for justice, peace, and equity in our world? I mean, that's what we do. In fact, it's pretty much what our sixth principle is all about. Hermione reminds me of so many Unitarians and Universalists. Julia Ward Howe is famous for writing the Battle Hymn of the Republic, but she was also a fierce abolitionist long before the Civil War. She believed that it was evil to make people into slaves and wanted to make sure that black people in this country were freed. And then another gutsy woman, Clara Barton, who helped organize the American Red Cross, an organization that still helps thousands of people recover from tragedies and national disaster, natural disasters every year. Right now, UUs all over the country 
are participating in a boycott of Wendy's fast food since the people who work in the fields growing their fruits and vegetables are fighting for fair treatment and pay. These workers have asked us to stop eating at Wendy's so that the company will pay attention to what the justice-seeking farm workers are saying. But let me tell you, just like Hermione, excuse me, doing what is right and being in solidarity with people who are fighting to be treated fairly, it's not always easy. For example, I have really missed having Wendy's Frosties. But when I drive past a Wendy's and I think about the Frosties, all those Frosties I've missed out on eating this summer, I think of Hermione and Julia Ward Howe and Clara Barton and other freedom fighters, and especially those brave people who risked so much more, uh, whose lives they were hoping to help make better. When I do, I don't feel sorry for myself and my sad lack of Frosties in my belly. I wonder if there are any other ways that the Hogwarts crew has things in common with UUs. The students of Hogwarts get to learn so many wonderful things. There's potions, herbology, and defense against the dark arts. You know what class I would really like to take, even though it's an elective? <laughs> Muggle studies, which is the study of non-magical folk. For a while, he who must not be named made this class mandatory, but he didn't allow them to teach muggle facts. Instead, the class was, told, was used to tell lies about muggles so that wizards and witches would look down on muggles and no longer want to associate with them. Some witches and wizards thought that muggles shouldn't exist at all. However, there were lots of witches and wizards that knew that they could learn, live, and work with muggles. And that's part of why I think Arthur Weasley is so great. He approached things with an open mind and curiosity, including muggles. He was a firm believer in the equality of magical and muggle folk alike and knew that they could live together peacefully. Yeah, the Weasleys are such a cool family. I kind of secretly wish that I could have been a Weasley kid, but it would have been so much effort to keep dyeing my hair red. I just love the way that Mr. and Mrs. Weasley never let their kids talk bad about muggles, even when so many witches and wizards were discriminating against muggles. They would always rise above that sort of bullying. And it just reminds me of something that our First Lady, Michelle Obama, said this past week. She said that she teaches her girls not to be bullies, even when someone is being a bully to them. She said that at their house, our motto is, we, when they go high, excuse me, when they go low, we go high. But like I said, taking the high road isn't always easy, though, is it? Sometimes it means reaching deep, deep inside and reminding ourselves of who we are when we're being the best possible versions of ourselves. I guess this is what Professor Dumbledore meant when he said, we must choose between what is easy and what is right. Harry and his friends seem to always end up in, da in dangerous situations while they're trying to do what is right, not unlike Amrita in our story. But somehow, love and kindness always wins, even if, it, <clears throat> even if it takes a very long journey to get there. Speaking of Harry Potter, Maudie, did you know that today is Harry Potter's 36th birthday? That's awesome! I had no idea that Harry Potter and I were the same age. Does that explain the birthday cake in House and Hall? 
Thanks, Lane. <laughs> I'm glad we had this talk. Me too. <laughs> I learned so many about so many amazing Unitarian and Universalist leaders today. I hadn't realized how magical our UU principles really are. And now, please, let's extinguish our chalice together. Your words are found in your orders of service. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. So let us go forth and seek the magic that's in our hearts, in our minds, in our hands, and in our feet already. We've got work to do. We've got courage to summon. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at www.austinuu.org.